Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called the when you enter into the land. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshas Achrei Kedoshim in the year Tavshin Chav Ches on the 13th day of the month of Iyar, 55 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in the Torah portion where it says, When you enter into the land, you're going to plant a fruit-bearing tree. So the Torah says, Which means the, the tree is, so to speak, forbidden, blocked off. And for three years, For three years, it's blocked up, it's forbidden. You can't eat. So for the first three years of a fruit tree, you're not allowed to, have any, you're not allowed to eat it. On the fourth year, Rashana Ravis in the fourth year, Yelchem Kodesh, it's going to be holy, Hilulim Hashem. And on the fifth year, Rashana Chamishis, you can go ahead and eat the fruit. And then the Torah uses an interesting expression, Lahoisif Lachem Tuwasli, to add to you the produce. And then it says, Ani Hashem, I am God. So that's the verse in the, in the Torah portion. Now, Rebbe says, this, the seeming understanding of the verses, that when you come into the land, you're going to plant a tree, a fruit-bearing tree. In other words, what's the purpose of coming into the land? Not just to sit there and do nothing, but to plant trees, to plant trees in the land of Israel. What type of trees? Trees that produce, produce fruit. Produce fruit. It's called eitzmachal, a tree that produces fruit that you can eat. So if that's the case, if the whole intent is to come to the land and to plant trees, so you can have fruit trees, so you can eat from it, so why for the first three years can't you eat it? In other words, as it says clearly, the first three years are forbidden to eat from it. And even already in the fourth year, you can't eat it where you're at, but you have to, it has to be holy, and you have to take it to Jerusalem, and then only in the fifth year are you able to eat it. So again, the question is a simple question. If the whole intent is to come to the land, to plant, plant uh, fruit trees, why can't we eat it? And the fourth year is questionable, only in the fifth year. Also, we have to understand, what does it say in the, in the, in the fifth year? In other words, it, it, it says you can eat it in the fifth year. And what happens in the sixth, and the seventh, and the eighth? You can eat it for all the years afterwards as well. So why is it only mentioned the fifth year? And as he should have said, from the fifth and onward. Well, like for, and, we, and we find this expression in the Torah where it says, from the eighth day and on, etc. So it could have said the fifth year and on. Okay. Also, we have to understand, the verse says, Lachem lachem tvu'asoy. It's going to be, and, and, and the, 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 the produce is going to be an, an, an abundance. Obviously, when the Torah says, Lahaisif, an abundance, it's talking about an intense, an infinite type of abundance. In other words, why is the Torah saying this? Because the fact is, when you look at all the other mitzvahs, all the other mitzvahs, the reward is commensurate to the mitzvah. In other words, in reference to the, when a person does a mitzvah, a commandment, so there's a reward. So there's actually two opinions, what the, how the reward works. The one opinion is that it's a cause and effect. You do this mitzvah, you get this reward. You do this mitzvah, you get that reward, etc. Or you do a mitzvah, and you get a reward, but it's not necessarily commensurate to the actual mitzvah you did. So it's more monumental. And like it's a, it's a big argument between the Rishonim exactly what, how the, how the reward works. Again, whether it's a, a, a cause and effect or it's just a, a symbolic idea. 
But the irrelevant, according to both opinions, the reward has to do with the mitzvah on some level. However, here, no, the hoisip, it's it's infinite. So the question is, why is Arla different? Um, that the reward is that if you if you keep it, it means for three years you don't you don't you don't you don't have any benefit, and the fourth you bring it to Jerusalem, so then you get this infinite reward. What, what why specifically is this one that you get this huge reward? In other words, obviously in all the mitzvahs you get a reward, but the Torah goes out of its way to say no, no, no. I'm going to give you a special bracha. So what's this special infinite blessing? Also, at the end, the, the, the verse says, Ani Hashem. We don't find it by, by other mitzvahs. Hashem says, oh, Ani Hashem, I am Hashem. By the end of the mitzvahs. The question is, why does it say Ani Hashem? So, the Rebbe brings from um, the Tzamech Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe, and he has a Chassidic discourse on this verse. So he brings from one of the commentaries on the Torah called the Bechayai. And the Baha'i explains as follows. He gives actually many, many insights into the whole idea of the Arla, the fourth year and the fifth year. And then he brings the Son of what the Baha'i says, and he says as follows. According to Kabbalah, according to the esoteric teaching of the Torah, what is the mitzvah of Arla, which forbidden to eat it for the first three years? In other words, the, the Torah kept us away from benefiting from the fruit for the first three years is because that the first three years corresponds to the three high levels. And because it's so high, we don't have an ability to comprehend it and, and connect to it. Or like, and like, for example, the Baha'i says it, it's com- comparable to when Hashem created the world. It says, It was the it was it was it was it was chaos. It was it was darkness, and then obviously God went in and created the light. So notice that what the Bechai is saying is the source of the three years comes from a very very high level. And that's why we don't have any benefit from it. Now, that's what the Tzemach Tzedek brings in the Bechai. But then the Tzemach Tzedek explains, and he says as follows: What's these high levels? So he says. In the world of Kabbalah, we know everything is built on the spherot. So the first three years is connected to the Keter, the highest sphero, Chachma, and Bina. In other words, and we're talking in the world of Atzilut. So what does that mean? Since it is, you're talking about Keter, Chachma, and Bina, which is higher than the human comprehension, and that's why we're not allowed to eat it. Again, so... So far we have from the Baha'i that says it's connected to a very, very high level, which again is that some of it's connected to the idea of what? Keter Chachman Bino. And the Baha'i continues on to explain, so that's the first three years, that the fourth year corresponds to what says in the Torah, the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. So in other words, it's not a complete concealment, and it's not something which you totally can't comprehend, but it's hovering over. So the same thing also, the fourth year, it's not 100% permissible, um, and it's not forbidden, but you're able to redeem it, and take it to, 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 uh, to Jerusalem, and obviously if you don't redeem it, you're not allowed to have any benefit from it. So, so that's the, the Baha'i says. Um, uh, but the, but, but the Tongue of Satan explains, what does it mean on a spiritual level? It's the sphere of what? It's sphere of Das. Again, just to recap, the Baha'i says the first three years is The Samach Tzedek says, connect the Bina. It's not a contradiction, they're just explaining a deeper concept. The fourth year, so the Baha'i says, connect to Ruach HaLakim HaRachafes, and the Samach Tzedek explains it's connected what? To the Sphira of Das. In other words, and now the Rebbe is going to explain what's, like, what's the connection with Das. Because we know the Rebbe explains that Das 
So on one hand, it's part of the Chachman Bina, it's part of the intellectual world, but nevertheless, Das is already connected to the emotions, the six emotions. Like it's called, it's in Kabbalah, it's Mavtecha de Kaloshis. It's the, the opening that has within it the six spirit of Chesed Gvurti Peres, that's a Chod Yesoit. In other words, even though Das is an intermediary between Chachman Bina and the Midois, so in other words, it's connected to, so to speak, higher of a, higher than Atzilut and Atzilut, between Kesar Chachman Bina, which is off the charts, but nevertheless, since Das, so you know the spheres, the way they work, is Chachman's right, Bina's left, and Das is center. Same thing, Chesed Gvurt, first, first is center. But since Das is a center sphere, so in other words, since it's a center one, it's connected on high, on below, on all levels. In other words, it's like the concept of truth. In truth, there's no there's no one truth here, one truth there. It permeates everything. So just like truth permeates everything, a center sphere permeates everything. So Das has the ability to connect to Chachmandina, but also has the connect has the ability to connect to the Midas. So obviously, just like it's on high and connected to Keter and Chachmandina, it also has a relationship and a way to connect on the lower in the, in the lower spheres. So therefore, because it has that magical touch that it can connect to Kesar Chachamina and connect to the Midois, so that's why it's the, that that's the quality of, of 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 Das. And since it's something which is an intermediary, so therefore, what happens in the fourth year, you're allowed to eat it, but it has certain restrictions. It has to be eaten the holy way in uh, in, in in Jerusalem. So again, so what the what the Tzaddik is explaining here is that again. The first three years, Kesar Chachmaninos, therefore you can't touch it. The fourth year is connected to Das. Das is, on one hand, connected to Kesar Chachmaninos, that's why there's restrictions, but on the other hand, it's connected to Midas, that's why ultimately you can enjoy it, obviously, if you redeem it and take it into, into your shrine. Now, so Rabbi asked a question, he said like this What did we just learn? We learned that, Kes, that, that the first three years is connected <coughs> to a very, very high level. But how does this make sense with the altar explains in Kutu Torah based on what it says in the Zoyar that the th- three years of Arla is connected to the Shalash Klippas at Mayais, the three impure, impure Klippot. So it's like two opposites. One hand, we just, the seventh leg brings and he says it's connected to the highest levels. That's why you can't touch it. Okay. But then the altar brings in the Zoyar that's connected to the three Klippot at Mayot. So Rebbe explains and he says as follows. He explains it based on what it says in the Ur Chaim Kadosh, in reference to the to the um, to the lion and the ox. In other words, the fact is like this: the lion, in its source, is much higher than the ox. Like we know in the Kisya Kadosh, so it says Pnei Arye Al Yamin, the lion is on the right side, and the ox is on the left side. So think about this: on high, the the lion is on the right side. On, uh, the shur is on the left side. The ox is on the left side. What happens down in this world? The ox is a kosher animal, and the lion is an impure animal. It's it, seemingly if the lion is the one that's on the right, it should be the kosher animal down here, and the ox that's on the left, it should be the non-kosher animal down here. 
But the Rebbe says, no, no, that's exactly the point. Because the lion is so high, it's on the Kisei covenants on the right side. So when the, when the, so to speak, when the vessels broke, and when the lion came down in this physical world, the way it's down here, because we know the rule is, anything that's high, when it comes crashing down, it comes crashing down much, much lower. So therefore, because the lion is on the right side, on high, when it comes down here, it's unfortunately unpure. However, the, the face of the axis is only on the left side, and it's lower than the, the lion. So, even though, even though it's in, it's in the chariot, but when it comes down here, <coughs> um, it comes down here, it's, it's, it remains kosher. In other words, even when it comes down here, it's, it doesn't get disconnected because it wasn't so high. Um, so in other words, so what do you see from here? That the lion in its source, it's much higher. When it comes down, unfortunately, it's impure. The axe, it's not so high. It's lower than the lion, but when it comes down here, it remains kosher. So based on this, Rebbe explains beautifully, this is the, this is the, 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 the reference to what? The, the first three years of Arla. In its source, the first three years of Arla, where they connect to on a very, very high level. They're a hot level, like the Tzermel Tzedek said, Keter Chachman Bina. However, when they come down here, because it was so high, it falls so low, and it's connected, unfortunately, to three klipot, the three impure klipot, which is forbidden to eat and forbidden to have any benefit. Up to the point where the altar writes in Tanya, and he gives an example of three klipot, he gives an example from Arla. So, just, so what the Rebbe explained just now is to recap, that on one hand, we just learned that the, the first three years is connected to very, very high. And the, on one hand, why is it, why is it for part of the three Klippot Hamayat? And the answer is, he gives the example, just like from the lion, which is higher in the Kisiyah Kavoyit. When it comes down here, it's impure. The Shur is a drop lower, when it comes down, it's pure. The same thing also, the first three years, in its source, it's very, very high. Kasachach Mabina. But when it comes down here, unfortunately, it goes into the three Klippot Hamayat. So everything seemingly we have to understand. One second. The fact is, God created the world. And he put us in the world. And the purpose is that we should serve Hashem in this world. As it says in the prophet, God gave this world in our heart and we should transform the world. And knows the whole purpose Hashem created the world is that we should be here and transform and elevate the world. So if that's the case, how do we, trans- how do we transform and elevate the three klipot of Tmeot? If the first three years we can't eat the produce, so there's no blessing, you can't elevate it. We're here to elevate stuff. The first three years, I mean, yeah, let's, let's, let's work it out. Let's, let's transform it. And Rebbeck says, he's going to explain it based on what's explained, it's based on what's explained in, in the Hasidic discourses, the difference between transformation, in Hebrew it's called avoidus of and tests. There are certain tests. In other words, the the transformation of the three impure klipot, it, the way you transform it is by, by, by resisting, engaging in it. In other words, by not getting involved in it. And it bothers you, that's how you create the transformation. So it's a, a powerful idea. Certain things we are mevarer, certain things we transform, and certain things are test, not to touch it. Now, when you overcome the test of not touching it, that's how you transform it. So the three clip, certain things that say are kosher, you make a blessing, you eat it, you elevate it. Certain things that are not kosher, the way to elevate it is by, by refraining from touching it or engaging with it. So the same thing applies to the three clip of tatmeot. Yes, we're here to transform it. The way you transform it is don't touch it. 
And this, they're explaining deeper is, this is the basic difference between the 365 negative precepts and the 248 positive precepts. Why? Because the fact is, the two, I mean, 200, the fact is that 248 positive mitzvot, how do you transform them? By engaging in it. Every mitzvah, tefillin, you put on tefillin, kashrut, you keep kosher, shabbat, you keep shabbat. So every one of the 248 commandments, uh, of the positive ones, how do you, how do you, tra- how do you elevate them by doing it? But how do you deal with the 365 that you can't do? Not by from a close place, but by not touching it. I don't want it. I don't have nothing to do with it. That's the way we transform. In other words, so the question is what's higher? By doing a positive mitzvah or refraining from a negative mitzvah? So the Rebbe says that specifically, when you transform by abstaining, 365 commandments, and by the pain that you have from it, you reach much higher. And let's explain in the, in the, um, in the, in the classical teachings of the Rebbe Rashab in the year Tafri Shamakhbov, that through pain, you reach the level of Tainig, which is the highest part of Kesser. So the way to transform things that you can't do is actually by not doing it, and it's actually even higher. And through the pain of not doing it, you actually reach a deeper time and a deeper, a deeper satisfaction. Now, after we go through the avoida for three years, think about it, you planted a tree and it's producing beautiful fruit, you'd love to have it, but you can't. Hashem says no. So for three years, you practice restraint, you don't touch it. And for literally day in, day out, for three years, you practice restraint. So what happens is then in the fourth year, you're able to, to, to elevate in your slime. But then when you finally come to the, and, and, and the fourth year, the strength does not, not that benefit unless it's in the right spot. But what happens when it comes to the fifth year, then the Torah says, In other words, now you're going to have this huge, infinite blessing. Why is that? Because what's the source of the first three years that you didn't benefit from it? The source of Arla, you know, is from the, from the Kasser Chachman Bina. So therefore, when you transform it down here by not engaging it, you actually connect to the source. Like there was a lecture in Yiddish. And Nemter Zayashayrish, you grab the source. And that, by grabbing the source, that will give you the most powerful blessings. And that's the first three of Kasser Chachman Bina. But how do we act, how do we activate it? How do we connect to the source of Kasar Chachmavina by by specifically practicing restraint? So what happens then is in the fifth year you have lahoisif lachem tuvasai. You have a whole different level of blessing. But again, it's only the fifth only comes after you did the avoid of three and four. When and when you practice the avoid of the three years restraint, you're not doing anything. So what are you connecting to to the source? And then when the fifth year, when you're able to consume it, you're actually bringing it in, 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 into your world, and that gives you the greatest blessings. And now that it goes on deeper and explains like this: What is the whole idea of the fifth year? So we know in Hashem's name there's the yud, the hey, the vav, and the hey. Four, four, four letters. Now, on top of the Yud, there's something which is called the Koitse Shal Yud, the dot on top of the Yud. It's not a letter. Yud is a letter. The dot, the dot is it's not a letter. It's, it's, it's a dot. But on the other hand, it's above the letters. What is the dot which is above the letter? That's connected to the idea of Keter. So what happens is you connect to the dot above the Yud, which is Keser. Like Jerusalem has explained at length in the Altar of Tanya in Nagaris Atruva. So this is the whole idea of what? Of the fifth year. What's the fifth year? The fifth year is connected to the dot above the letter Yud, 
which is higher than the four letters of Yud Hey and Vav Hey, because we know that the Yud Hey Vav Hey of Hashem's name is connected to what to the ten Sirois. Yud Hey Vav Hey is connected to how is it connected to ten Sirois? Because the Yud, the dot, the the, the, the letter Yud is connected to the Sphere of Chachma. The first Hey is connected to what to Bina, and the Vav is connected to the six Midot. And the last hey um, is, is is connected to Malchus. So again, so Yud is Chachma, hey is Bina, Vav is a six midot, and the last hey is Malchus. What's the Koitzeh Yud, the dot on top? That's Kesser. That's the crown. And that's the reward uh, in the crown is where Hashem adds, which is basically, it adds, which is even higher than the reward of all the mitzvahs. Why? Why is that? Because all the mitzvahs is connected to where? To Yudke Bavke. And like the Zoya says clearly, that there, there, there are mitzvahs that are connected to the Yud, to, to, to Yudke Bavke. So he, he says in, in, in Aramaic, Amba the Talia Batakla. Just like, just like grapes that are hanging on, um, on its, on its branch. In other words, there are certain mitzvahs that are connected to the Yud. Of, of Yudke Bavke. There are certain mitzvahs are connected to what? To the hay, the first hay. And there are certain mitzvahs are connected to the vav. And there are certain mitzvahs are connected to the last hay. So therefore, what happens is like this. When you do a mitzvah, since every mitzvah is either connected to the yud or the hay or the vav hay. So when you, are, when you do a mitzvah, what are you doing? You're drawing down one of the letters, whether it's yud hay or vav hay. So that's why every mitzvah, when you do a mitzvah, the reward is commensurate to the mitzvah. Because it's connected to yud hey or vav hey. And whether it's, whether it's a cause and effect, or if it's or just a, a, you know, a, a symbolic idea. But the fact is, it's connected to yud hey, yud or hey or vav hey. So therefore, therefore, it's only, it's, 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 it's a finite reward, so to speak. However, when you fulfill the mitzvah of Arla, what are you connecting to? You're connecting to the Koitzeh Shliyud, the, the dot on top, which is connected to Kesachach Mima, and that's why the reward is much more powerful. So the Rebbe shows you literally a Kabbalistic map when the Torah says it's going to add a blessing, so there's two components. One is the Rebbe explained that when you practice of the, the three years of restraint, and that's how you elevate it to so connect Kasachomino. So then the fifth year, where you connecting to? You connected to Koitzishli, you're connecting to what? To give Kasachomino. Versus all the other mitzvahs, like it says in Nazar, you're connecting either to the Yud, the Hate of Avay. And that's why the, the reward is on a lower level. And that's why the verse finishes off and it says, Ani Hashem. Why? Since when you person, since you're connecting to the Koitzel Shliyud, Kesachachmamina, so you're connecting to Babishtalshlas, above the flow of all the spheroids. So therefore you need to have the promise, a specific promise from Hashem that the, it's not enough that we should, we should, be, we should connect to it, we have, the goal, the goal is to bring it down. So that's why the Torah says, Ani Hashem, I am Hashem, and that's, and that causes it to come, to come, to come, to come, to come literally um, into in, into this world. Now, <clears throat> how does this all happen? So it all happens again to recap to go back to the main point. It happens when we do the transformation by practicing restraint. And when you practice your restraint, you draw down the lights which are above shalos. Now, so that's what we, we're reaching. We're reaching a very high level. But the goal is to do what? Not just to keep it up there, to bring it down to this world. How do you bring it down to this world? Through the avoid, which is called tikkun. You want to bring it down to this world. Because the fact is, the koitzei shalyud, like we learned, is keser. Which, and keser is one of the spirit of toyu. But 
the goal is it should be drawn down and revealed in the avoid of Tikkun, in this world. How do we bring it into this world? We bring it into this world to the four letters of Yud, K, Yud, Yud and the He and the Bav He. Up to literally the last letter, which we know the last letter is the one that spreads it all out all over. And that's the whole idea of the four years. In other words, the three years of the Arla, where you can't, you can't have any benefits, and the fourth year where, where, the, where there's restrictions, and then you reach the level of the fifth year, Koytsha Shal Yud. So the Rebbe is explaining it beautifully, saying as follows. The goal is, yeah, we want to reach the highest level, but we have to bring it down into this world. So that's why the setup is clearly to... Um, the, the, that's why it's, there's, there's a four year and a fifth year because basically by practicing restraint we're, we're reaching the highest level but the goal then is to bring it down to this world and the way you bring it down to this world is by having a process of four years which is connected Yud Kei which brings it down to this world and the Rebbe says this is also the general idea of the soul coming down into a body in other words as we know the soul when the soul comes down to the body there's four different levels in the, the way the soul comes down into the body like we said clearly, we say every single morning, what does it say? Neshama Shnasati, be the soul that you gave me, to Hayrahi, it's pure, after Barossa, after Yitzarta, after Nafaktabi. So you see the soul is coming down four levels. But the goal is not that the soul should come down and get stuck down here. The goal is to come down here and elevate the world. And as when it comes down the four levels, the goal is to elevate not just back to, um, from the Fachta to Yitzarta to, to Barossa to, to Hiri. The goal is to go to even higher than to Hira. The higher than the place of souls before. And where's the higher level? The higher level is like, is like the, um, <clears throat> which is the fifth level, which is higher than the four level, four levels. And how does this happen? It happens when the soul comes down to the body, and just like um, the, the the example of the vessels, like 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 um, like Derbe explained before. So in other words, what Derbe saying is like this: this whole idea we learned about the 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 uh, the, um, the experience of the four years of Arla applies to us as well, because we come down to this world. The Shama came down four levels, but the goal is to transform and elevate and go to even a higher place. So based on Shabbat explains why it says Kisavoyu al arts when you come to land, what was it referring to? It's referring to the, the soul coming down to the body. And the whole goal is that we should go ahead, we should plant fruit trees. And what does that mean, fruit trees? We should make this world a dwelling place for Hashem. And how do we make a dwelling place for Hashem? When we come down into the four levels and then we transform the world. But the goal is again to transform it, to transform it and reach a higher place. And when, it, when we transform the world, what happens is the soul itself gets elevated. And the sense that's on a person, on a personal journey. But the same applies to the, generally the Jewish people. In other words, when the Jewish people came to the land of Israel, that was the beginning of our spiritual work. Why? Because when we were in the desert, that was only preparation for our spiritual work. But when did the real work start of making the world a dwelling place for Hashem? That's specifically when we came into the land of Israel. We struck, when we went ahead and we were transforming the world by planting and sowing and, um, and creating literally fruit trees that were able to produce fruit. And, it, and then we have to, then we go and eat it, which means we internalize it. And the fruit, the fruit become part of our blood, which becomes part of our, of, uh, our flesh. As a matter of fact, as we know, that was the, the complaint of this, of the, of the Miraglim, of the spies. They didn't want to go into the land of Israel. Why? Because they didn't want to have the downgrade and to deal with the physical world. But the truth is we know that the toiva, the world is very, very good. And it's just twice good. In other words, by specifically by going into the land of Israel and working the land, that is the ultimate work that we can have. And that's the, that's the true elevation that for our soul. 
The Rebbe says this is also the, our, the spiritual work of Sviras Oimer, the counting number between Pesach and Shavuot, because it, it says in, in the prophets, um, what does it say? It says, Mashcheni Acherechov and Arutza. So first it says, Mashcheni, um, draw, and it says singular, singular. Why singular? Because initially Mashcheni is referring to the godly soul. But afterwards, Narutza, who runs after Hashem? Plural. If, you know, if it's only the godly soul, how do you have plural? And the answer is because the godly soul initially is one drawing. It's one, the godly soul is drawing, is, is schlepping, making it happen. But then Narutza, the goal is to, he, that there's two people running. Who? The godly soul and the animal soul. Because the animal soul gets transformed and, and is on the same mission as the godly soul. And that's why the, 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 the gift that's coming from Sirius Oimer is specifically from barley, which is, which is food, which is food which animals eat. Because the goal is to transform the animal part of the human being. And from there we make um, food out of wheat that, that, that people eat that we are called obviously Adam. And through that we do our spiritual work of transforming um, the physical world and transforming our animal soul, we come to the part where it says in the prophets, God brings me into his chambers. When did that happen? Because then when we have the Torah, when we're learning Torah, now we're one with Hashem. Literally, and the Rebbe says in Yiddish, when you learn Torah, you're literally one with the king. And this is also preparation for the ultimate redemption. Because we know Matan Torah is not going to be again. We only had Matan Torah once. Um, and there was again in Yiddish. Nocha mol Matan Torah in the It's not going to be Matan Torah again. So therefore, Matan Torah is a preparation for the revelation of the Torah of Mashiach. And that happens how? By us transforming our animal soul. And when we come into the land specifically, and we go, uh, uh, we go into the God's chamber, and God reveals all the secrets, up to the point where it finishes off, we're going to receive the Torah. Besimcha with joy and premius and in a eternal way. So again, we have another beautiful Hasidic discourse where the Rebbe explains the whole idea of Orla. I think it's a whole, it creates a whole new level in the power of restraint, which has the power to bring down the highest levels and to realize what our void in this world is, to transform our animal soul, and then we'll connect to the God, to God in the highest levels and we'll all merit for the coming of Mashiach and receive the highest level of Torah, Basimcha Premius. Let's hope and pray that our next class is in Yerushalayim, Ira Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.